Welcome back to another edition of Old Nerd, Young Nerd. This is Derek, and we're rolling right into another Zombies episode. Quick recap the last episode. Um, Todd took a group out to the nearby town to scavenge some food. They stopped at a local um, uh, pharmacy, CBS type, but we're not really dropping any brands. Just a frame of reference. They go in. Um, you know, they, there's very little bit on the shelves. The place looked like it was pretty well pilled, but they found blood on the floor, like a fight had taken place there. The registers were looted. Uh, they, they were able to get a few things off the shelves and went to the back and found that the store manager was back there, barricaded in with a gun. And after some convincing, uh, with a promise to bring him and his family to the to their camp, he let them come to the back and they found an entire pallet of dried meat. Uh, so they loaded that in a pickup truck, stole a car, and took his minivan as well to his house, loaded up his family, which was a wife and daughter, and they were heading back to camp. And Todd noticed as they were heading back to camp that there seemed to be a car hanging back about half a mile tailing them. Uh, so he had everybody pull over, and when they pulled over, he noticed that the car also that was tailing them kind of slowed down and stopped too. Um, so he sent the minivan and the pickup truck back to camp. Uh, they have the car pulled across the road, blocking it. And there's him and five other campers around the car with their weapons up, making a roadblock. This is where we're picking up. So um, what you see now, Todd, off in the distance is that car hasn't moved. But you see uh, someone get out of it, and it looks like they're um, looking at you, but you can't. Like, they're, they're far enough away that you can't really tell what they're doing, but you think he's looking at you with binoculars. Um, you can't tell if it's a person by themselves or if there's anyone else in the car or with them. So he's definitely, like, scoping you out. What are you doing? All right. I how And I, I'm, I'm trying to remember, how many people do I have with me currently? All right. I am going to have two of them on either side. Five, including me? All right, so I'm going to have two of the people go on either side of the road into the woods and start making their way towards the car. I'm going to stay with the uh, car and the other person just to keep it blocked. Uh, I am going to have our weapons ready, but I'm not going to make any aggressive moves. Uh, I'm going to wait till uh, those four people start making their way towards that car and seeing if we can find out from them if they can see anything. Okay, uh, so your people fan out to either side, they get into the trees, and they start making their way up to kind of spy on the car, see what's going on. Um, do they have walkie-talkies with them? Because I know you had said before that you want to kind of save them for the future. No, I, um, I, I think I have a walkie-talkie on me, and then the rest are at camp. So uh, they're either going to have to come back. One of them's going to have to come back, signal me in some way from each of those groups. So I'm going to let them reconnoiter, and then you you tell me what they, they see and if they're coming back. Okay, so a few minutes go by, and you, know, you see the guy. Um, at the, he's still standing out by the car, but uh, and it looks like he's still staring in your direction. And after a few minutes, one of, one of your... Uh, one of the parties, the one that went up to the left, should come back and say that he's, like, they crept close enough that to be able to tell that he's armed, but they couldn't tell if there was anyone else in the car with him. Um, and then a few more minutes later, the your group that went to the right comes back and sort of reports the same thing, but they, they thought that they saw somebody, uh, like, moving around inside.
inside the car. But the guy definitely has binoculars, and he's definitely armed. All right, I am going to um, tell the guy that's with me, uh, that was with me, that didn't go back, to get in the car um, and give me, like, uh, to the count of five minutes, I'm going to go back into the woods with the guy and try and surround the guy. And then I want the guy in the car to go to drive towards the uh, the other vehicle, see what happens. But I, uh, I'm assuming it's like five minutes away, five minutes of a, a hike or whatever to get there. Whatever I estimate it to be, because I don't know if it's a mile away uh, where he's at or if it's you know a couple hundred feet. But I'm gonna estimate whatever I think it took for that that scout that came on from the left to get there and back, and then have that uh, whatever that case may be. Uh, so we're all on him at once when the car starts driving towards the other vehicle. Okay, so he was about a half mile away. So um, if you're if they were walking slowly, it would have taken them like ten minutes to get there. So if you guys are like moving kind of quickly through the trees. I'd say maybe five, like five minutes would be good. Um, that's a nice pace for a half a mile. So in five minutes, you and your um, five or four other fellows get in position, and the guy starts driving the car like how is he driving the car is he like revving the engine and flooring it towards that other car or is he just going to start heading in that direction at like a casual pace casual okay okay so as the car starts heading towards um this guy he kind of throws the binoculars back in his car hops in and then like puts it in reverse and starts backing up only he's not going slow he's kind of flooring it backwards and he kind of does a k-turn and uh hauls ass backwards uh, heading back towards the town. So by the time the car that um, your car gets up to where you guys are, he's like a mile down the road, and he doesn't he doesn't stop and turn around. It's not like he and he doesn't stop like he did before. He just keeps going back towards the town. All right. When um when this happens, I'm gonna have all my guys cram back into the car. So all six of us are in the in the car again, and uh, I want to drive towards them. I don't want to race them. I just want to follow them. I'm not trying to catch them. I'm just trying to keep in my sight um, and see where it goes. I'm only going to go uh, maybe a couple of miles into the road because I really just want to get him off of where we're going to. In other words, I, I don't want people following me, uh, but I also want to find out where where he's going uh, up to a certain point. I'm not going to be uh, pulled into some kind of trap where we're outnumbered. I really just want to kind of, I guess, scare him away, but not not like we're driving to catch him. Just driving him to, I would say, like five or six miles, just to wait right where the edge of the town is. And then we're going to, I don't know if he's going to stop at some point. Um, I guess you're going to tell me or if he's going to keep driving. But I just want him out of my sight because if he's out of my sight, I'm out of his sight. Um, if nothing else happens from, you know, when we're following him. Okay, so you all cram into the car, and your driver starts going in that, in that direction. Um, but he's, your driver's doing, like, 60, and these guys, like, they were doing about 100, 100 plus. So they're, like, by the time you get up to where they were, they're gone, and they're probably, like, a mile ahead of you. Um, do you want to keep going towards the town, because that's really the only direction they can go, or do you want to just, at this point, since they're, they're not in your visual range, do you just want to head back? This is getting interesting. Um, okay, uh, what I am going to do is I'm going to go to the edge of town. In other words, um, where the town starts, you know, as we talked before, it's sort of like that old town, towny type of thing where there's stores on either side. Um, where it comes into being like a town, I'm going to be right on the outskirts of the town, but still in that one one road where the you know where there's trees and everything 
Um, and I'm just going to stop there and I'm going to hold for like five or 10 minutes, uh, but I'm going to have the car turned around so we can hightail it out of there. Uh, while I'm doing that, or while the driver's doing that, I'm going to radio back uh, to the camp. I'm going to tell them to, you know, get people ready to come out um, in case we need backup. So I want everything out of that van and I want as many uh, I'd say like another 10 or 15 if we can fit all in that van once it's once it's uh, taken out um, to back me up with some weapons, but I don't want to leave the camp utterly um, defenseless. So just like 10 or 15 people well armed with spears and maybe a gun or two uh, or a rifle here and there. But I want them to stay inside the camp unless I give the signal. So hopefully they can get to us and we can hold out for 20 minutes or half an hour or however long um, it's going to take to get those people from camp uh, going, but I want that. Uh, I want everyone to get everything out of that van so we can just use that for um, personnel transport. And I'm going to follow it right up to the edges or the outskirts of town, but not actually going to go in. And uh, after I've raided all that to back to base, I'm going to, like I said, wait five minutes. If nothing happens and I don't see anything, anyone coming out, then I'm going to get um, the driver and we're going to hightail it, uh, floor it uh, back to base. Um, keeping an eye on our six as the saying goes to make sure nobody's following us if nothing happens i don't know if anything's going to happen um i guess you're going to tell me in a second um but that that's the plan that's what we're doing that at this point i've already radioed and i'm at the outskirts of town and i'm just waiting there for five minutes but i have them turn around the car to see if we can see anything when you get to the outskirts of town, are you going to get out of the car and just have the driver, like, positioned and ready to go so you guys can, like, look around? Or are you just going to, like, stay in the car and see what you can see from the car? I'm going to get out with the binoculars and just uh, do uh, a thorough sweep of the town, see if I see anybody on buildings or anything like that. Uh, hopefully I'm not within shooting range of someone, but I just want to see if I can see anything. I want everyone else in the car because it's going to take too long to get six people all packed in that car if we got to hightail it out of there. So I'm just going to get out with the binoculars and see what I can see, if I can see anything. Uh, so that's what I'm doing now. I have everybody else looking out the back of the car. I have the driver ready to floor it and uh, get us out of there as soon as I jump in. Okay, so you, you have your car position. You get out with the binoculars. And from your position, you can see, you can see like, you know, a little reasonably into the edge of the town. And you can kind of even catch a glimpse of the uh, the store that you guys stopped at and rescued the manager from. And you're, you're, the car you were um, following or that was following you, same, same difference at this point, really. It was a black sedan. You couldn't tell the make of it, but it was a black sedan style car. And as you look through the binoculars, you can see a car with that description parked in that very same uh store parking lot and you're watching it for a little bit and as you watch it a guy with a pistol on his belt comes out followed by another guy holding um like an ak-47 and they like they have a couple bags of stuff looks like stuff that like maybe you guys didn't take and they get back in the car and they head back into the center of town uh out of out of range of the binoculars that's what you can see all right. At this point, um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna get back in the car and uh, have him floor it back to uh, back to the camp. Once we're about three quarters of the way there, I want to pull over and uh, have three uh, like three people get out. I'll get out as well. Uh, and I'm assuming we're when we get out, it's about a mile to the camp. So I'm going to have uh, myself and two other people. Uh, if they have guns, I'm going to take the radio with me. I'm going to have the car go back uh, to camp. I'm going to stay on in the in the woods with the two guys. Uh, 
just watching and sitting there uh, for about 20 minutes. Uh, so it gives them plenty of time to get the car back in the camp, have the entrance uh, covered. Uh, and I also want to see if anyone's following us so, you know, I can radio them ahead. But I'm basically just going to be hiding in the woods for about 20 minutes to a half an hour just to see if I can see anything. Um, so that way it's just like a half an hour, quarter of, uh, or not half an hour, uh, half a mile, quarter of a mile back to back to camp in the woods. And I'll let them know when I'm coming so they don't shoot me thinking that I'm a zombie. But I that that's that's what the plan is now. I'm As of right now, the car's heading back to camp and uh, me and two other guys are in the woods hiding to see if anyone's following us. All right, so you guys take up positions in the woods. Um, your, your two companions are going to be basically guarding your six as you keep an eye on the road with the binoculars. So, you know, five minutes goes by, you don't see any cars coming. Another five, same thing. Another five, same thing. And your guys aren't seeing anything in the woods. They're not hearing anything. And at this point, it's getting like, uh, it's getting to be later on in the afternoon. So we're we're not quite at sunset yet, but we're getting there because it's still like winter time. So we'll call it like four. So you got a little bit of daylight left, probably enough to get back to camp. So 20 minutes goes by. There's no sign of a car. Do you want to start hiking it back to camp or are you going to wait like another 10 minutes? Just give it a full half hour. Yeah, I think at this point, since 20 minutes has gone by, I'm going to um, start making our way back uh, to camp because the car should have made it at over there by now and they should have covered the entrance like we were doing and uh, i'm going to keep in the woods i'm not going to be walking along the road because i don't want anybody to see us so we're going through the woods um and i'm radio radioing back that uh the three of us are on our way and so um we're going to start making our way back so where we can still see the woods um but we're in the woods so hopefully it gives us some camouflage if something starts rolling our way or whatever and uh, i'm letting them know that we're coming so we're heading back now uh, with our eyes in the woods and on the road, and they are aware that we are coming. Back at Camp Ariel. Okay, you radioed ahead. You're, you're beginning like a mile hike back to camp. Uh, so, you know, a mile through the woods, depending on, depending on your pace, could be like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, it's it's about quarter after four at this point. Like the sun, the sky's starting to get that dusky color. The sun's starting to go down. And you get about halfway back start hearing noises uh coming from behind you okay um noises like there's cars coming or noises like there's people or there's something in the woods following us no it's not a car it's like the rustling of leaves and the crackling of a few like branches that are on the ground over does it sound like it's one person or thing or does it sound like a lot like what what are my is it like a, a whole bunch of th things coming our way or you know could it possibly be just one thing or maybe a deer or something i you know because 10 people walking in the woods make no more noise than one person walking in the woods so what am i hearing at this point what are, what, are, what can i uh, logically determined based on what I'm hearing. Uh, based on what you're hearing, you, you know it's more than one thing, but less than like ten. It's a, it's a small group of something. It could be a, like a little herd of deer, or it could be a little zombie horde. I guess you wouldn't call it a horde, but it could be a couple zombies meandering around. It could be a couple people. It could be a couple animals. You're not quite sure. All right. Well, we don't. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm gonna radio ahead uh, that we might be coming in hot. Uh, so have someone uh, on the fences and getting ready to, you know, 
if we're being chased by either, you know, people, zombies, deer aren't going to chase us, but, it, you know, if it's deer, uh, that's meat. So get everybody on the fences um, and in the towers uh, to cover our six as we're coming in. Uh, and I'll let them know we're coming in hot. And we're going to double time it back to uh, the fence to try and get there as quickly as possible, hopefully ahead of whatever's following us. All right, you and your comrades start running. Uh, the rest of the distance back to camp, like full-blown sprinting. Uh, the closest entrance to your camp is the camouflage entrance with the pillboxes. That's where you're heading. Um, as you as you start running, you hear the noises behind you. Like they're still heading in your direction, and they're, they seem to be picking up speed as well, kind of matching your speed. And as you as you you run for a few minutes, you can see a pillbox. And as, as you head past the pillbox, you can you hear um, a couple bows shooting, and there's a thud coming from behind you. It sounds like something hits the dirt. Uh, the front gate's open. You guys get in. You're safe back in camp. And someone reports back to you that you were being followed by a couple zombies. But the new elevated platforms allowed for a clean shooting angle, and they are now dead. So you've made it back to camp. Zombies are dead. Uh, you have your new rescued people. You have your new secured provisions. And you've also now seen that there is at least one other um, that, uh, of survivors that was spying on you. It's been a rather productive day. Uh, night night is falling. How do you, like what do you want to what do you want to set up for the night? How do you want this to proceed? All right. So I am once I get back to camp, I'm gonna try. We need to start setting up squads and stuff. So or teams. So we can start working on getting more organized and uh, all that with, with respect to, you know, setting up different uh, shifts and everything else. Um, we haven't really been attacked by a whole big horde yet. I know it's going to be coming because every time a zombie kills somebody that's where they don't eat them, they're becoming a zombie. So it's just kind of a proliferation. So it's only a matter of time before that happens. But I want to get everybody. Let's see. I've got about 30 people. Uh, five kids, which kids can't really do anything. The five dogs. Uh, so I want to get like 10 people and just start meeting with them and then having them, you know, sort of like go out and tell different areas or groups and we'll, we're going to have to start organizing them. But I'm going to get like 10 people. I'm going to tell them what we're going to do because this has brought a couple of glaring um, issues uh, to the surface where we found. Um, I didn't really have anything set up uh, where we're doing passcodes or anything like that, but I think I'm going to be using that. So... Um, I think the the challenge is flash and the answer is bang. That means that they're part of the group. Also, um, I want to have uh, another code. Flash and bang is basically just, you know, when you're coming in, you're always going to have to say that. But uh, if you're coming in hot, I'm going to do flash and bang is just, hey, we're coming in. Don't shoot at us. If you're coming in where something's chasing you, you're going to say hot. The challenge is ready. And then we're going to get people together on that. So for right now, those are the two. Um, if everything's okay, you're just doing flash. And then the answer is bang. Uh, if you're coming in with um, something or someone chasing you, it's hot. And then the other answer is going to be ready. Uh, so we're going to do that. I want to have people... I want to do eight-hour shifts, so we've got 30 people, and uh, we'll just do 10, 10, and 10 now uh, for all those stations. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have 10 stations. I have to really forget how many um, towers I have. I know I have a couple, uh, but I want those manned, and I want to get ready. I also want to take an accounting of how much food we have. 
Uh, I want to put somebody in charge of that. Uh, I want to put a guard on that as well in case people get a little bit crazy and just start wanting to eat whatever. We've got to really ration our food. I don't know what this uh, new group entails. I don't know how big it is. I don't know what, it, what kind of a threat they are. They might be thinking the same of us. So I uh, just want to get everything ready. I want all the food uh, put away. Uh, I want two dogs on at all times patrolling the perimeter, the inside perimeter of the fence, not, not the outside. Um, so hopefully we can get them used to uh, the smell of the dead. I also think, I think we need to clear out those dead. Um, I don't know really what to do with them. I don't want to burn them. Uh, I don't want to put them on the road, uh, but we've got to get them somewhere where if someone's just walking along, they can't see a whole bunch of uh, bodies with arrows in them. Obviously, I'm going to uh, reclaim the arrows and also going to uh, send a team out, uh, like three or four people, just to knife them all in the head, just to make sure we got them. Because I don't want something happening accidentally where we might, we might think we've gotten them, but uh, they're still undead and kicking. So uh, I, I also want that uh, taken care of. And... That's where I'm going to leave it. Uh, I'm kind of exhausted. It's coming night. Uh, I'm going to go. After I've told all this uh, to those 10 people, I said, you know, go and, you know, tell your families and everyone that you're close to about what we're doing, uh, about the challenge words and all that, so we can get that set up. And I am going to go to bed and go to sleep, and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens if we have an uneventful night. The plan is just to get like eight hours sleep before my shift starts of patrolling and I'll patrol with my dog and we'll take it from there. But, uh, as that's where, that's where I'm leaving it. I'm going back to my cabin and going to bed. I'm, I'm guessing by now, after I've talked to everybody and, you know, explained to them what happened and told them, you know, to tell their people, I'm assuming it's like around eight o'clock, uh, to recount everything that happened. And I am as of right now going to sleep back in my cabin. If you relate that to your people, and then they relate to you that while, while you were gone, the construction crews finished another two towers. You have three elevated um, defensive platforms now from behind the fences. One by the back entrance that leads out into the woods where you start clear-cutting where your hunting stands are. And uh, there's one up by the pillboxes, which obviously they just fired on some zombies from there. And there's one on um, kind of in between on the other side of the fence. I guess we call that the west side. I'm not quite sure directionally. So yeah, I, I know you want them all over the place. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. what, that's what you've got so far. They also tell you that that deer that was caught from before has been butchered and is in the freezer. Uh, the power's still on for now. Uh, there, other than other than what you reported to them, they have nothing else to report to you. There's no zombie sightings, no activity, no signs of other humans. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. I'm guessing this is a good place to stop and Next time, we'll start talking more about your camp's organizational status, what you do and don't have, well, mostly what you do have, and we'll start delving into uh, who you're actually camping with. But so far, we actually only know, like, you and Lindsay, and I, that jumpy Joe or whatever, that guy that pulled that trigger that one time, and he took his gun privileges away. So I, I, I think this is a good place to stop it, and we'll pick it up from there next time. Remember to follow us on all social media under Old Nerd Young Nerd, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all major podcasting sites under Old Nerd Young Nerd as well. As always, I'm Derek. And I'm Todd. And remember, normal is the new boring. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Zombie Apocalypse.